Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The world is a great big jabber cake. The world is a great big jabber cake. Sorry. Don't spoil it. I'm singing on that. Don't spoil it. Very good morning to you. Happy Wednesday. And uh, some some terrible news. Uh, terrible news. Except it's good. <laughs> it's good. I don't see how this is. Uh, fertility rates are falling across the world. Uh, fewer children are being had. And uh, people are saying this is... Uh, this is a terrible thing, terrible thing. Uh, which countries will be most affected? Well, all of them. But uh, Japan is uh, predicted to fall from 128 million people in 2017 to less than 53 million by the end of the century. Yes, they could halve. Uh, Italy, again, more than half, 61 to 28 million over the same time frame. Uh, and uh, yeah, everyone's... Uh, Everyone's population is predicted to halve. Uh, Professor Christopher Murray of somewhere or other, I forgot to look it up, said, that is jaw-dropping. Um, doesn't really matter. China uh, says uh, it's expected to peak at 1.4 billion people in four years' time before halving to 732 million by 2100. Uh, India will take its place. Uh, UK, pretty steady. That's our style, strong and steady. Never wavering, just a constant rhythm. Uh, 75 million will be our peak in 2063. Uh, 71 million by 2100. Of course, we'll actually be in the low thousands globally by then because everything will be broken. But uh, they're saying this is, a t this is a terrible thing. Terrible thing. Uh, we'll have to completely restructure society. How will tax work? How will pensions work? Who will care? For it's it's only a bad thing if you believe in this stupid newfangled artificial idea of growth based on finding fossil fuels uh i, I, I mean why is it how can this be happening? it's almost as if uh, all the messaging we've had about climate change coupled with the slow inexorable turning of the financial screw on property prices has made people realize they can't afford a big family on a personal wealth or planetary impact sort of a scale. Uh, let's just try to get some sense of pre-lockdown. How many air kilometers do you think we were flying? Uh, all of us with our, well, it's just once a year to Gran Canaria attitude. How many air kilometers do you think we were doing? 34 million. 34 million air kilometers per day that's what we were burning up if we want the best for our kids and who doesn't let's just have fewer of them then they can have whatever they damn please four ipads each a holiday every quarter it's the single easiest way to reduce our impact on the planet just don't make 
people that don't need to exist. They aren't a thing. They aren't waiting up in heaven for the stork to come with little tears rolling down their angelic faces. They're just a gobby mess that belongs in a tissue. There, I said it. You know, I've got friends uh, without children and they get stigmatised and treated like they're a bit weird or they've let society down for not having kids. Uh, my friend Maxine Trump, no relation, ended up making a documentary called To Kid or Not To Kid uh, all about this because she was sick of being asked, why haven't you got kids? Why don't you have kids? These people are heroes. These people should be allowed to eat all the steak they please. They shouldn't have to bother sorting their recycling. You can put the dishwasher on with a cup in it because their impact is so small compared to people having three, four, five kids. Sexist. Six kids. If you've got six kids in two generations, you've generated one urban classroom full of kids. How do we pay for that? Planetarily. Also, if you've got the... Well, I mean, you have to have a big family because it's all done good for me. A recently published paper did 26 years of studying data on parents and children. And uh, the data suggests that with every additional child you have... Uh, the other siblings are more likely to suffer from lower cognitive abilities and more behavioural issues and have worse outcomes later in life. It systemically affects them all the way up through into their adulthood. Um, I'm Listen, if you've got siblings, I'm not saying you're some kind of dunce. <laughs> but the fact is, the more attention you're able to lavish on your child, you know, when you're not telling the other ones to pack it in. Some basic common sense, isn't it? And we're so lamentably bad at understanding numbers and scale. Uh, it's like when, like, virologists in January or whenever it was kind of went, okay, well, t tell us about this new virus in, in Wuhan. Okay, well, I mean, it's, you know, there were six cases yesterday. There's like 12 today. Uh, and normal people, including me, go, well, okay, 12. It's fine. Whereas virologists poo themselves because they're looking at the doubling and the rate and extrapolating forwards. When do we do that? Never. Let me give you a quote from Sir David Attenborough. Uh, this is on the populationmatters.org website. Uh, it's a charity campaigning to uh, think about maybe not having millions of kids. Sir David Attenborough says, All our environmental problems become easier to solve with fewer people and harder and ultimately impossible to solve with ever more people. Well, why don't we have some more encouraging news? Scientists from the UK's Rosalind Franklin Institute have used uh, Fifi the Llama. Uh, Fifi the Llama has especially evolved antibodies. Uh, yes, that's right. This is in Reading. There's a llama in a field in Reading that might save humanity, everyone. Uh, her immune system has provided the template for a coronavirus treatment breakthrough. Uh, what they do is they take some of the llama's blood and then they turn it into uh, a, a, a sort of antibody thing. And I didn't really understand it. I didn't understand the diagrams. None of it made any sense. Anyway, uh... 
Professor James Naismith says uh, that it's like cutting a key to fit into the coronavirus lock. Do you understand? Uh, he says, uh, with the llama's antibodies, we have keys that don't quite fit. They'll go into the lock, but they won't turn all the way around. Do you see now? Do you see? So we take that key and we use molecular biology to polish bits of it. Oh yeah, as simple as that. Until we've cut a key that fits. All this talk of pushing and chemicals and it's just making me want to go mega mega vaccine mega mega vaccine mega mega vaccine mega mega shouting llama 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 well thank you fifi thank you for your service thank you for being in reading Going back to Reading. Uh, interestingly, I was uh, looking up the lyrics uh, of that song. And what an amazing lyric it is. Drive boy, dog boy, dirty numb angel boy. I mean, come on. That's that's art, that is. Uh, Carl Hyde wrote it. And I found on the World Service, they've got a learning English page where they talk about this song. And uh, they've got a thing where they put the lyrics and it says... Um, Listen and see if you can fill in the gaps in the lyrics. <laughs> so there's like a drop-down menu and you can choose. So drive boy, dog boy, dirty numb angel boy in the... And now you get to choose. Come over doorway in a space having fun tension headache. In the tension headache boy. She was lipstick boy. She was beautiful boy and tears boy. And all in your... Let's choose. Come over oh it's all the same she said tension headache tension headache she smiled at you boy <laughs> anyway it's quite a magical piece of music that I think it's so cool uh, and it's quite an interesting little interview they have with him so uh, they asked the question what is born slippy uh, he says, in the simplest form, it's me walking through the streets of Soho trying to get back home to Romford in Essex. I was referring to myself reduced to a piece of meat due to the fact that I'd drunk too much. The biggest story is that I'm fascinated by the kind of snapshots that one retains when you've had a couple of drinks. These kind of very precise snapshots one has of a little piece of street or of a rubbish bin or of a tape recorder. I'm talking about being like a hoover, hoovering up all the images and the sounds and the smells of the city. Because after all, it's cities that would inspire me. I really love that. Well, it's that time of the week again. It's time for Professor Christine Nickel. Uh, she's a professor of animal welfare. Royal Veterinary College of the University of London. And here she is. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Professor Christine Nickel, she talks to the animals, or rather gets the animals to talk. Let's talk about clever birds. Oh, clever birds. Yes. <laughs> are they clever? Some are. Yeah. Um, so the birds that are particularly clever seem to be in, in a way that we humans like to think of as particularly clever. So we have to remember that we have our primate biases. <laughs> and as, as primates and as humans, we tend to think of clever things being uh, tool using and manipulation nice. and solving complex problems. And there are some birds that are very good at that type of cleverness. So crows, parrots mm. um, in particular. Um, but there are also birds that are very good at things that we're not so good at. So, you know, swallows navigating to Africa. You, that is quite clever. clever now I think about it. That it is, is quite clever. Building nests. People tend to dismiss it. They go, oh, birds build nests that's just instinct as if they're somehow doing it with no awareness of what they're doing and that's been shown to be wrong they're very aware of what they're doing and they're very aware of how if they build a successful nest one year using one type of material they'll use it again if their nest wasn't so successful they're like "Mm, that didn't work out so well and the next time they'll choose something different so they're not just building nests by blind instinct they're they're aware of what they're doing so these are types of cleverness that we're less tuned into and Mm. that we're quite good at dismissing yeah but um so birds are actually learning and adapting and remembering Mm. when it comes to nest building they they are um and there's some lovely work by sue healy um with zebra finches 
um, where she's done some lovely experiments where she's given them very strange nesting materials, so sort of floppy string and things like that, that <laughs> really doesn't make a particularly good nest. But but nonetheless, if she sort of manipulates things so that they're still very successful when they build a nest out of this rather strange material, then they're quite happy to carry on using it again. So they're taking account of the consequences of what they're doing um, and, and building it into their decisions yeah. next time round. And evaluating themselves. And evaluating it, which is quite neat, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, that's, um, you know, more than I do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who's a regular listener to this podcast will know. Yeah, I could work on that. So... Um, what about, you said something about uh, chicks and chickens. Yeah, so chicks are not particularly good at using tools. They don't, um, uh, I mean, parrots will will pick up balls and pull levers and open boxes. Chickens aren't, chickens aren't so good at that sort of thing. But what's really interesting about a chick, a, a, a day-old chick that's just hatched out of an egg, yeah. and it's taken 21 days to get from nothing to be a little ball of fluff that's come out of the egg. Proper Easter card. Proper Easter card. Imagine that fluffy chick. So it hatches. It's not gone to school. It's not had time to learn anything. And yet its brain is working at quite a sophisticated level. So I'll just give you one example. Yeah. So you wouldn't think that this little chick could do maths or addition or subtraction, but they can. What? Now, whether I can explain this without my blackboard, I'm not sure. <laughs> but, um, but all you have to hold in your mind is the idea that a little chick like that would like to be with as many other chicks as possible. So you don't have to do anything complicated. You just have that. It really does have that desire to right. be with as many chicks as possible. So if you hide chicks behind a screen, so two chicks behind one screen and three behind another, yeah. your test chick will go to the screen where there are three chicks hidden. If it can see the screens and it knows that there's three on the right-hand side and two on the left-hand side, and then one of the chicks moves from the right across to the left. Right. And then you ask your subject chick, where are you going to go? Well, now it's done that simple calculation. Oh, well, there were three, but now there's only two. And there were two, but now there's three. So off it goes again to the place where there are three chicks. Amazing. So that's okay. That's quite neat. But, of course, what it may be doing there is just going to the place where there was the most recent exciting activity going on. Right. So the real test is what happens when you've got four chicks on the right-hand side and two on the left. This time, one chick wanders across and goes from right to left. Right. And now you're asking your test chick, uh -huh. where are you going to go? Yes. And now it still goes to the place where there are more chicks than there were before Amazing. so it's not just going to the place where there's the most recent exciting activity it's actually keeping count of simple numbers up to about six or seven wow it's not doing it's not doing integral calculus or anything like that but it's doing simple addition and subtraction with numbers up to about six or seven it's never been taught it there's been no training involved no reward no food reward or anything like that this is just they hatch at 21, you know, 21 days of being in an egg. They hatch and within a day or two, they, they will do this simple maths. That's really interesting because um, <clears throat> I read some research years and years and years ago that said that human beings at a glance can pick out, I think, can sort of 
count at a glance, I think up to six. It's five or six. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if, if you look at, you know, spots on a dice or whatever, you can go, yes, it's that many. Not not just the patterns of the spots, of them, but, you know, just a random number of things. Um, yeah. And any more than that. And your brain kind of goes, oh, I'm going to have to stop and count that. Um, yeah. And it's amazing that we're sort of at the same level as chicks then in that respect. Yeah, yeah, which is really neat. So that's called, uh, I think it's called subitizing or subitizing. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. But yes, the idea that you can look instantly and mm. go, yeah, there's more there or less there or there's three there and six there. Yeah, yeah and chicks, chicks can do that rather well. And they also have a sort of, I talked about things moving from right to left, but they actually have a slight preference to 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 count up from left to right so if they need to know where a food reward is hidden in a line of pots for example so imagine you've got six pots Mm -hmm. and food is in the third or the fourth position the chick can solve it more easily if it starts on the left and sort of goes one two three four and stops for the food really if it starts at the right yeah okay i've got got a mad question for you (laughs) yeah have you done that experiment with australian chicks no (laughs) you know what i mean though is it something to do with the magnetic i don't know yeah or in a culture where humans read from right to left as well (laughs) oh my god are they reading everything we put in front of them (laughs) i really like that that sort of reminds me of um uh watership down which is one of my favorite books and there's lots of sort of rabbit language that richard adams makes up uh in the book i don't know if have you ever read watership down absolutely yeah. yes i've read it and yeah the whole idea of rare is a word that means five or millions because they, they um, can yes. count up to five and once they get to that it's just millions you yeah, know it can be six yeah yeah it's millions <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's great because that's really getting away from that sort of anthropomorphic view, but still recognising that there's all sorts of complex cognitive abilities that, that other animals have. Yeah. Professor Christine Nicholl, uh, my thanks to her uh, for that. And I'm delighted to say we'll have more from her next week. Yesterday, I recorded a slew of uh, Harry the Piano pieces uh, based on your requests. I've got to say that, uh, was it The Exorcist done as a ragtime thing? Uh, it was really good. Tubular bells. Uh, it was... Um, it was fun. Anyway, uh, that's it for today. Uh, we've got more stuff tomorrow, I think. Possibly my cousin Dave uh, will have another audio oddity for you. Uh, we might have Sir Martin Kellner on Friday all being well. I'm just not doing very well at managing to hook up with him. But we shall do it. Uh, thanks very much for being here, and I'll see you tomorrow. Hey, by the way, you know, look, I know people say this, but really, uh, if you could sort of put me about a bit, uh, spread me about a bit, if you could be a super spreader of the podcast, that would that would really help out. Uh, it needs to grow. It's great, and I love you guys. You're like my special boutique bespoke wonder people uh but um if you could if you could just you know just just put it about a bit tell tell people just how marvelous this is <laughs> lie yes i'm asking you to lie um that would really help um because it, it, we need we need growth what who was that talking at the beginning of the podcast about why growth is a bad thing okay that's fine i'm going now bye <laughs> This has been a Swanburst Media production. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.